Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take another look at the upcoming lunar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio. Uh, this is another big eclipse right in the midst of eclipse season. Uh, the first one, which was at the last anoretic degree of Aries, was very intense. I've gotten a lot of powerful stories and feedback from all of you about it. Um, we've done a little bit of previewing of this eclipse already. Today we're going to continue by looking at five um, powerful themes that tend to come up around full moons in Scorpio and especially lunar eclipses in Scorpio. And um, this lunar eclipse in particular, because it's with the south node of the moon, what does that look like? What kinds of archetypal themes can we expect to be dealing with, especially on an emotional and psychological level? Um, that is to say, regardless of where it shows up in your life, what specific area, what kinds of psychological or inner experiences and themes are likely? And then along with that, uh, my wife, Ashley, who is um, a clinical herbalist, will be joining us to talk about a plant teacher that we have both been working with personally during this eclipse cycle, um, which has been amazing, and also that any of you could work with if you wanted to. Uh, this is also a way of us um, showing you a little bit about what our roots and spheres circle is like, uh, which is not too late to join if you want to. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about what that is and what we've been up to um, as well. So really nice to have you here again to talk herbs. Um, and because I'm in love with you as well, <laughs> as well as loving all of the wisdom that you have uh, to yeah. share about plants, it's really nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's like, I just feel so blessed to be your partner and to be able to talk about these things together and the astrology and the plants go together so beautifully and especially right now <laughs> i think with everything that's going on so i'm excited to talk about black cohosh and some of the things i've learned working with this plant and then um some teachings from my teachers that are i think are really exciting and interesting to share Absolutely. I want to give most of the time today to hearing about black cohosh, a powerful plant ally that Ashley and I have both been personally working with and dieting during this um, eclipse cycle. Um, and as well as, um, you know, covering some of the themes of the lunar eclipse that lead to an understanding of why this plant pairs so nicely with the lunation cycle. So I think what we'll do for starters is I'm going to go through five themes that come with a Scorpio lunar eclipse. Remember, this is a lunar eclipse with the south node. After I go through those, then what we're going to do is we're going to hear Ashley just drop some, some wisdom of Black Cohosh on us. And um, she's worked with Black Cohosh for a long time. Um, she introduced me to Black Cohosh when we first were dating, before we were married, um, she was, you know, she'd be feeding me all sorts of stuff for <laughs> as long as I've known her. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Black Cohosh is one of my favorite. And I haven't worked with Black Cohosh for a long time, but um, when we get to talking about it, I will be glad, both of us will be glad to share just little anecdotes about what how Black Cohosh has been working um, so far in this cycle. Um, and we'll say more about what Roots and Spheres is too when we get there. But five themes that come with a Scorpio lunar eclipse first. The first one is catharsis. Um, I want to actually read you guys um, the etymology of catharsis because I think it's really um, interesting. So here it is. <clears throat> uh, it, 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 a bodily purging, especially of the bowels from Latinized form of Greek catharsis, purging or cleansing from stem of catharian, I think that's how you pronounce it, to purify or purge from catharos, pure, clean of dirt, clean, spotless, open, free, clear of shame or guilt. Mm. That's a really good one for Scorpio. 
um, because a, a lunar eclipse in Scorpio with the south node is like scraping the the grime off the bottom of a of a bucket uh, that you know exists somewhere in the soul's past, and um, there's a, a feeling of breakthrough. People often associate catharsis with like a big emotional breakthrough, but I think it's nice to get into that, those etymological roots. Roots, by the way, are something that uh, Black Cohosh is loves to get into. So we'll talk more about that too. But cl cleaning or cleansing things that are dirty, or maybe they aren't dirty, but maybe we think they're dirty, mm -hmm. like, like as in shame, getting into the roots of things that are uncomfortable uh, for us to live with, but learning how to accept them. That's also catharsis as much as cleaning off some literal blemish of something we've done wrong or maybe a mistake that we made or something that needs to be released because it's not serving us is as much as there is that there's also with catharsis, the idea that we're feeling guilty or ashamed of things and we actually need to learn how to embrace them. That would also be cathartic. Uh, the releasing of shame in particular is cathartic. Number two is trauma and old patterns. This fits in a little bit in the same, it kind of comes along, uh, dovetails nicely, I should say. But Scorpio lunar eclipses, remember the moon was said to be the ruler of fortune, which means broadly speaking, the moon is like the web weaver. Um, it, it's, it's, the moon has been long associated, for example, with spiders. Um, and with the moon being a planet whose latitude is always changing and whose face is always changing and who's always crisscrossing with the planetary aspects all over the place that the ancients perceived the moon as the weaver of a web and the web was the web of life the story of life as it's unfolding all the time but that also means when the moon hits its fall in scorpio that we go into the the trauma of the story the drama or the trauma you know scorpios get accused sometimes of being dramatic or that they love trauma or whatever. It's like, no, you know, you, well, you have to have some archetype that fits the part of the story where things get interesting, you know, things get <laughs> spicy. So trauma and old patterns that are complex, chaotic, mysterious, difficult, painful, but life-giving somehow, that's the Scorpio trauma. Uh, that's the kind of drama or trauma that Scorpio can bring up. Trauma and old patterns might sound like like almost like a almost like a messianic or sort of like Christian like it's like original sin you have to get over it but I, I also mean by trauma and old patterns I mean the 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 the, the rich fertile um, gunk of life it's not bad any more than mud is bad you know so trauma might not be quite the right word but there it is number three getting to the roots of something Scorpio full moons with the south node like to get to the bottom of something I mean, this could lead someone to uh, spy on their, you know, their, you're dating someone and you steal their phone and, you know, hack into it and try to find all their dirty secrets and uh, ruin your relationship, you know? <laughs> um, you know, so you have to be careful because you'd be a little paranoid. Like sometimes getting to the roots of something means that you're thinking there's something there that's not. So there can be a little paranoia. But getting to the roots of something is also about, you know, where does this come from? What's at the bottom of it? Um, the unconscious gives you a hint and then the Scorpio full moon is coming through and you feel like the need to dive really deep into something, get to the roots of it. Number four is death and impermanence. Just the general theme of uh, things moving on. You know, this is an autumnal sign, a sign that is the deepest deepening of the yin during the solar year. And so when the moon is in that sign in particular, there's there's a sense of death and impermanence, but that could be very much like the the kind of impermanence that if you 
if you learn to live with and step into it gives rise to the the kinds of insights that buddhists and taoists and you know sages uh, who enjoy silence have spoken of for thousands of years so this death and impermanence is not necessarily a bad thing but it is uh it's like a deep autumn thing even though we're in spring which is an interesting juxtaposition to be going through when the sun is in the sign of taurus it was just this juxtaposition that the buddha was said to be born under the full moon in scorpio so this is a, a, there's a contrast between the permanence and stability and peaceful ease and like niceness of life which taurus often represents and the inevitable messy difficult impermanent mysterious chaotic parts and those are polarized images that can show up throughout the zodiac in many different forms we see it again for example in virgo and pisces two signs one that represents order one that tends to represent romantic uh chaos you know but but beauty so there the, the same polarity can express itself through many different signs in the zodiac um and then number five is the wild feminine the wild feminine is that feminine that is um there's oftentimes the image that comes to my mind especially since we're working with black cohosh is snake medicine yes and um and ashley's going to talk about that and and it's the serpent is something like dragons that is often play, playing the villain but in many cultures around the world the snake like the kundalini is a life-giving energy and the dragon is uh, a sign of promise a lot like a dove would be uh, in the biblical story after the flood dragons are symbols of renewal snakes are symbols of renewal so there's something about that wild feminine element of scorpio that we really have to pay attention to it can show up in men women any orientation um, as the chaotic destructive but life-giving potential in anything mm -hmm. um, and getting close to that rather than polarizing with it is a challenge for scorpio uh lunation cycles this lunation cycle has already featured that uh, so if you've been feeling any of these things already that's because this is this is the blossom that the cycle has been already heading to so just keep that in mind okay well those are the five themes and i am very happy to have ashley here to talk about black cohosh and why we have been using black cohosh in our roots and spheres circle which is a monthly circle that we host where we look at the astrology of the month and we diet a plant teacher this started in january it's not too late to join go to the website uh, click on the courses and if you want to join you can you still be glad to have you in the group so our group has been working with black cohosh and i thought this would be a good time to just give our audience, our broader audience, a little sense of what this group has been up to, what kind of work we've been doing and why with Black Cohosh and these themes. So Ashley, tell us about Black Cohosh and, and why this is a good plant for right now. Yeah, I mean, I think when when we were planning out the Roots and Spheres course and we sat down with our, you know, with the chart and the calendar and, and looked at some of the themes that were going to show up during this lunar cycle with the eclipses and Pluto's entrance and it's, you know, what the work that it's doing too, um, was, you know, black cohosh is also called black snake root. So that image of the snake is really powerful here. And um, it's a it's a really good opportunity to go a little deeper than maybe we want to. And you know, the eclipses can often be times that are are challenging for our psyches. They they strip us bare in some ways. And you know, sometimes we can use plants to work um, to you know soften the blow of some of the transits. Like if there's a lot of heat and fire, we might want a cooling herb to help us you know 
balance things out. But in this case, I really felt like, you know, this is an opportunity. Let's not miss this opportunity to rather than try to balance and harmonize that, let's actually go into it. Like let's use a plant that's going to bring us deeper into the work that the planets are going to present to us. And so black cohosh is that plant. Um, it's one of my favorite herbs, Matthew Wood, one of my teachers. It's one of his favorite herbs because it works on so many levels, but especially on a psychological level. Um, this plant was used by the Native Americans here in North America um, as a plant for women's issues. And so we might think, you know, a lot of us know a black cohosh for menopause, or it can be used before childbirth to prepare the uterus. But more than just, you know, on the, the female physiology, it works on the feminine archetype. It's, it's a plant that brings us into our deepest feminine aspects and asks us to go a little bit further into maybe where our traumas have been around being a woman or as a male carrying the feminine in us because we all have both. But going into that and giving ourselves a safe a safe entrance and exit point. And, and what black cohosh does, it's kind of like if you can think of the image of the lotus. We use this a lot in yoga where, you know, the lotus has its its roots in the muddy, muddy soil underneath the pond, right? But then it grows its way up towards the light. And as it blossoms, it has this perfectly white, flawless, um, you know, impeccably clean flower, and black cohosh has these black, gnarly, gnarled roots. They're all tied up. Here's an image of it. Um, if you're watch, if you're watching this on a video, you can see this is a drawing from Matthew Wood about this like very kind of wild, entangled root system that's dark and black. And it grows up and it creates these long, tender stalks that have these beautiful flowers that we're showing in this image here, these racemes that are very angelic-like. They're very, they're, and they're beautiful and they're feathery and they're way lighter than the heaviness found in the roots. And so part of what this medicine does is it untangles. It helps us go into the dark, untangle it so that we can find the lightness and the levity and inspiration up, up above in some the um you know help us help us find our way through it into a new way of being and if you know look at the contrast between the roots and the and the flowers and that's the the idea of the journey that black cohosh can take us on I wanted to read this from Matthew Wood's book. He's an herbalist that's local to us. He's you know, a dear friend of both Adam and mine. And this is from his book, um, Seven Herbs, Plants as Teacher. And he takes us through seven plants through the journey of the Bible. And um, Black Cohosh is the sixth guidepost. And it has it's related to the story of Jacob. So I just want to read a little bit because I think it really speaks to this. Um, and he... Um, he, he quotes here, through contention, all things are made manifest. And that was from Heraclitus the Dark. One of the great ironies of spiritual life is that we have to let go of everything we want, Abraham, but grab hold of everything we fear, Jacob. Only in this way can all parts of us be exposed to the cleansing action of the divine. Spiritual life is a matter of letting go and grabbing hold in the right proportion. We have to face the challenges implicit in our lives so that our desires and fears do not rule us. Life is a spiritual battlefield filled with challenges and dangers. And then he goes on about how um, you know, the story of Isaac and Jacob and, and how this all plays out. And then he says, fear is tied up with desire. What we want, we fear. 
Crossing the boundaries of our world is the ultimate desire, while doing so is the ultimate fear. In the story of Jacob, we are shown a complicated field of conflicting passions represented by his interaction with the two wives and two concubines. Um, and then what he says about black cohosh is, the herb which corresponds to the six guideposts is the appropriately named black cohosh, black snake root, or black squawfoot. The dark gnarled root indicates both a dark property and a bristling contending nature. Black cohosh is a remedy for those who are caught in a state of brooding, dark hopelessness. The patient is entangled in a web of coercive forces against which he fights, but he finds he ultimately cannot defeat. Um, the foliage above ground and the rootlets below are tangled within themselves, indicating the sense of entrapment which overtakes the black cohosh person. And it talks about how, you know, abusive patterns, cycles of trauma that are ancestral and old, very old patterns, the, this person finds themselves fighting against and contending with. And the journey is to, again, grab a hold of the hope and, and the fear in the right proportion in order to find your way through. And I, I think, boy, this, you know, this eclipse really seems to be bringing forth these themes and presenting us with material uh, by which we can battle, you know, we can go to battle for and which, which is going to win. Um, and, and, you know, and it doesn't have to be an either, or it's really, I think in this case of both and. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think um, just a few little anecdotes. We started working with Black Cohosh while Ashley was um, helping lead a women's yoga retreat in Costa Rica recently, and I was back home here. And we, but we started, we both sort of started working with uh, Black Cohosh while she was gone. Um, I would say, just putting it simply, I would say that the dreams that I had and the inner experiences that I that I went through during some really I had some challenging transits going on too that those experiences gave me insight into just about every area of my life but also um you know Scorpio falls into the house that Scorpio falls in in your chart is super important as a part of this cycle um that falls into my seventh in my house of marriage and Black Cohosh gave me so many insights about you know just how can I be a better dad? How can I be a better husband? How can I, you know, just little things that it's easy over time when you're like, you know, Ashley and I've been together for, uh, you know, since 2011, I guess. So it's like 12 years that we're, yeah, 12 years. Um, and it's easy over time to just lose sight of small ways in which you can be better, whether that's as a parent, because you get used to your patterns with your kids or as a spouse or, you know, as an astrologer or, as a, a family member to your other family members or whatever. And one of the things that was pretty profound was I had a series of dreams that were like ancestral. And um, these dreams showed me patterns both in family and marriage that like spread out through like a, a tapestry of people. And, 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 and it felt like that narrow, like the, the roots of like this, the, um, the roots that we're talking about with black cohosh and the tangledness of all of it. And then just these very light, beautiful, sort of just crystal clear, simple realizations about small changes that I can make that over time will probably have a really big impact um, on me and on the people I love, on my family, my wife, my kids. That was really profound for me. I, 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 I couldn't have appreciated that 
more. And this is with, I'm taking three drops on my tongue. It's like a drop dose of three drops per day before bed with a little prayer for black cohosh to enter the dream space. And it's been, um, that's been my experience has been pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because in the Roots and Spheres course so far, um, you know, one of the other benefits of black cohosh is that it helps with pain and muscle pain and rheumatic pain in the joints. Um, and, and it can help with, um, you know, uh, hormonal imbalances too. And so a lot of people have been saying, not only are they finding some physical relief in their physical bodies, um, but that they're also being able, because some of those more physical things are being softened, that it's like in the softening of those discomforts, they're able to more safely and feel more safe to go inward. Um, and I think that's that's really interesting about this plant is I feel like it's a very safe planet. People often think of it as scary, you know, I mean, blacks, you know, cohosh, like it's black snake root, right? <laughs> and it can have this sort of ominous kind of feel to it. However, it's a very angelic plant. I mean, it's like it's like the dark angel in some way. Um, ultimately, it's for our own good, but we have to move towards it. You know, we can't, if if you're fighting it all the time, if you're fighting the fear and you don't soften into it a little bit, then you won't get the, you won't get the answers. And I, I think mm. that's what I notice in my body when I take this plant is like, it, it just, it, it kind of, to me, it just says, it's okay. Like mm -hmm. go in, you're safe. Yeah you know, and then from that safety, the insights can really roll through. And this is a, a, a plant that's super helpful when we have the drama of a lunar eclipse coming through in Scorpio. All of the main things I talked about today from the wild feminine, which black cohosh can also help people tap into um, death and impermanence, getting to the roots of things, catharsis. Mm -hmm. These are all things that I feel like black cohosh just it, it again, it's kind of like it's going to help you go into it, but not in the sense of it like being like, okay, let's get on a roller coaster. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's not going to like intensify the drama as much as it is going to. It, it, it to me, it feels like there's oh, someone's giving me a flashlight while I'm going through the woods, yes, like a torch, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's like that image of the of that raceme, that tall stalk with the white. It's like, okay, carry this torch through the dark. Like I've got you, I'm here with you. And I think that that's such a great, it's such a great medicine during dark times. And I think a lot of people, I just keep hearing it again and again from people is like, I had a really, I'm having a really hard time, you know? Yeah. And what a better ally to have is someone who says, I've been through the dark. I yeah. know exactly where you're, what you're going through. And I'm here with some, lightness and I'm here to help you untangle it and I'm here to help you heal from it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's a gift of this plant. And it's interesting because Matthew talks about, you know, in, in homeopathy, you have kind of particular kind of personality types. And so sort of the dark, moody, broody, kind of that scorpionic type um, really seems to benefit even more. I mean, I'm not the dark, moody, broody type, but I, I'm still getting the part of me that is that is getting is getting help, you know, is getting support. But for those who really live in that world more often and are really struggling, it's like, I mean, it's a really powerful helper. Yeah. And I think it can also, I, I think there's an element of it and correct me if I'm wrong, but if people have that part of themselves a little repressed too, yes. 
that it could actually help to bring out some of the, um, like you mentioned in our Roots and Spheres class, for example, that black cohosh sometimes will help a woman, you know, just like turn the lights down low by herself and and start start moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that snake-like movement present in our bodies, both male and female bodies, that feminine energy. Um, you know, one of the exercises I recommended was take this plant, take a warm bath, and then roll around on the ground and just see what it is that the animal of your body loves, as Mary Oliver, one of my favorite poets says, like, mm. let your let the animal of your body love what it loves. And I think that this time and space and this plant opens that up to being safe and okay to explore those, those very wild feminine places. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're wrong or bad or shameful or that it has to go anywhere that is um, – you know, is you're not like consenting to or okay. Exactly. With. Yeah. It'll only take you as far as you're going to go because it's, it's in your body and then you get to make those choices. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah. a really good point. And, and I think, and as, as Adam said, I, you don't have to take a lot to work with this medicine. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a strong one. So one drop, maybe if you're like, mm, not sure, but I recommend three, I think three is that's what Matthew Wood uses. That's my typical dose to let your, and you'll taste it. It's acrid. It's bitter. I mean, it cuts it. You, when you take it as a tincture and that's the way I don't take <laughs> it as a powder, don't make a tea, take it as a tincture, which is an alcohol based extract. And if you don't drink alcohol, um, or you, you know, your lifestyle, or, um, if you're in recovery, you can take the tincture, put it in some warm water to evaporate the alcohol and drink it. And you'll, but you need to taste it. You need to get that taste on your tongue to start to get everything to wake up and to start moving the energy. I agree. There's something about the way that the bitterness hits you that is also how this beautiful spirit is entering. Yeah. Uh, so and Matthew Wood says, important. he says it's like, or the way that I've seen it is, you know how when dogs wrestle and then they're done wrestling, they'll shake? Yeah. So when you take an acrid medicine that has that sort of really sharp taste, you kind of shudder a little bit. And that's yeah, you how just, you get you're like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you'll see people do that. My friend Allie took it. She was giving me a video. She's like, I got my black co-op. She took a video of it and she's like, oh, oh. And I was like, that's the medicine though. We gotta, we gotta get into, we gotta shake a little bit. And that loosens things up. And this plant is a great whiplash remedy too. Um, for moving, it really acts on the the crystalline uh cerebrospinal fluid that runs up and down the spine that's like if you open up the spine if you've ever seen cerebrospinal fluid it looks like starlight so it works on that starlight fluid in the spine and it unkinks it um, yeah. so it's a really good one to do if you're doing craniosacral therapy if you've had neck injury or whiplash um, things like that it'll start to move that that fluid um, in a way that will give you more freedom and more more yeah more access Think again of this uh, as the cerebral spinal starlight fluid pointing mm, upward, right? It, yes. it, it, it matches with that idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we love plant medicine as astrologers for thousands of years um, because the doctrine of signatures and the, the basic hermetic theory of correspondences um, is how herbalists have always been at work. And it's always how astrologers have been at work. We look at, you look at plants, we look at stars, but then they end up getting paired together. The earliest, I think it was on the island of Kos uh, that there was the first 
um, astrological school that we know of, and it was neighbor to an herbal school. And so the likelihood, you know, that herbal medicine has been, well, we know very early on in the, you know, early Hellenistic era, we know that astrology and herbs were being paired together, but it's probably the case that from the inception of astrology, herbal medicine and astrology have been used concurrently. So it's really a joy to have you here um, because I know that everyone is going to really enjoy just, just hearing about um, the lunar eclipse and this plant teacher. You can get black cohosh. I mean, at our co-op, you can pick up a tincture of black cohosh. So usually if you have like a, a local co-op or something, you can order a tincture of black cohosh on Amazon. Is there any other trusted providers that you would recommend? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mountain Rose Herbs is another um, kind of really easy to access and affordable uh, site where you can buy herbal medicine. I also really like Herb Farm, P-H-A-R-M. They're based out of Oregon. Uh, they make a really nice black cohosh tincture. And then Herbalist and Alchemist, which is David Winston's company based out of New Jersey. They have really good black cohosh as well. So th those are some additional sites. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that, as I said before, the tincture is really going to be your best bet for this type of work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it has been uh, awesome to have you here to talk about black cohosh. We hope that everybody listening to this, if you are wanting to work a little bit more intentionally and deeply with this eclipse and want to, you know, try black cohosh, um, the last thing that I want to ask Ashley is if there are any, you know, contraindications or things that people should be aware of people who shouldn't take black cohosh. We don't want to just tell people to go take medicine because we're not providing any kind of medical advice. This is, and we have to say this on YouTube, this is just for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, that being said, just to be safe, because we're just trying to give people information here, what, you know, should people who are pregnant take this? Should, you know, and it, and also we're talking about three drops on on your tongue as yeah, something that yeah. is very, very, very minor. So although very few people are going to be affected by it, what should people know to be careful about? Yeah, it's a great question. And yeah, I mean, really to get like a therapeutic dose to push estrogen levels or to create larger therapeutic actions, you would need more like a teaspoonful of the herb regularly um, to affect one menstrual cycle. You'd have to take it for two months. So here we're really talking about just a very small dose um, and for a short period of time, you know, really for the next maybe three weeks. So it's, so, it's a spiritual dose, you could call it. It's a spiritual, it, okay. yeah, yeah, energetic dose and, and, and not a therapeutic dose. Um, however, you know, if you're playing, if you want to be really safe, um, you know, one thing is if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, um, this, this herb is used in pregnancy, but usually in the third trimester to help prepare for labor. So, you know, for me, as when I was pregnant with my girls, I just was like, I just want my body, like I did a lot of nettles and a lot of chamomile. But other than that, I just was like, I just don't, I didn't know. So that might be a place, you know, if you're pregnant, you might want to say, mm, maybe not this cycle, you know, yeah. and you can pregnant or breastfeeding, like to right? hold, just hold it. You can hold it in your hand or look at pictures of it or study it. That's another way to just, in, you know, and read Matthew Wood's Seven Herbs as Plant Teacher's book to engage with it. Um, but, but I think, yeah, I mean, there are – the estrogenic properties are not going to really be affected in that small dose. Yeah, you're literally talking again like three drops a day, before, you know, on your tongue. And, and that kind of energetic dose shouldn't 
really affect people. But we, you know, you should ask your doctor or your, if you have any questions or concerns before taking any kind of herb or, or any kind of supplement or anything. Um, and we, you know, I hope you all understand we have to say that because we're on YouTube and um, we're not doctors. So yes. anyway, um, it, it's been really nice to hear about Black Cohosh today and to talk about the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. We hope that for all of you out there um, going through this, that you'll find this supportive and that you're doing okay. Feel free to share your stories. If you have any stories you want to tell, you can always use the hashtag grabbed or email us your story, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. If you're like, hey, that Roots and Spheres course sounds interesting, go over to nightlightastrology.com, click on the courses tab, go down to Roots and Spheres. If you want to pop in and join us, not too late, you could uh, join in on, so I think we're, you know, we still have quite a few lunation cycles left in the year, so you're welcome to still join us if you'd like. Um, and any questions that you have about absolutely anything involving roots and spheres or anything else, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Ashley, thank you again so much for being here today. We love having you and uh, we'll have to have you back soon. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be teaching a bunch this summer um, at different conferences. And if you go to my website, skyhouseherbs.com, then um, you can look at the events and see the teaching engagements where I'll be. And Adam will be with me in Colorado. Yay. We're going to bring our family to the Good Medicine Confluence um, in Colorado near Lake George. So you can uh, you can join us for that. There'll be I'll be teaching three classes on plant spirit medicine and um, other classes is on on plant medicine so all right well thank you so much everybody we hope you have a great rest of your day and we will see you again tomorrow take it easy everyone bye